According to our next guest, you're probably complaining the wrong way. Dr. Guy Winch is a psychiatrist, a psychologist, sorry, a speaker and author of The Squeaky Wheel. Welcome to the show, Guy. Good to have you on. Thank you for having me. Apparently, venting and complaining, often used interchangeably, are not the same. Can you give us the, the difference between those two forms of expressing yourself? Yeah, venting is something we do just to get something off our chest, just to voice it and get some validation for how we feel. But complaints are really transactional tools we should be using to get a specific result or to change something that we want to change. Easy to complain, not easy to fix something that you're complaining about. So you recommend something. It's a formula you've created. You call it the complaint sandwich. Can you build a sandwich for us and break it down while you do? Sure. The complaint sandwich comes from the point of view that when you're complaining to someone, you're putting them on the defensive. I mean, it is a confrontation of sorts. So the first layer of the sandwich, the first slice of bread, has to be a positive statement so they're less defensive. So, for example, if you're complaining to a customer service hotline, you can say something like, you know, I am uh, really love your product usually, or I've come to your store frequently. Something positive to let them know that I'm not just here to blast you. Then that second uh, layer of the sandwich, which is the actual meat, of the sandwich is the specific complaint or your request for redress in some way, and that should be lean. There should be no, you know, tone or garnishes. If you're complaining to a spouse about the fact that they're late, you don't have to start with a running start of, you know, they've been late since 1935. You know, you can just mention the most recent incident. So keep it very, very simple, because that the, the more simple the incident, the clearer, it's easier for the person for the person to focus on what you're asking. And the last layer of the sandwich is another positive statement, and that's to indicate to them that if they can do what you're asking for, then things will be okay between you if the customer service can give you the refund for the broken product, or if your spouse can make efforts to not leave wet towels on the floor, then things will be okay between you. And when somebody hears that, it's much easier for them to respond to a specific ask, knowing that things will be done and there won't be any lingering resentment thereafter. So it's positive statement, lean complaint, positive statement. Okay, I like what you've done there, but how do you take the emotion out of building that sandwich? I mean, the emotion would be the mayo. Yes, and we do love mayo, and we use too much of it. And the point of how you take it out is you actually have to ask yourself before starting to complain, what specifically am I trying to get out of this? If my friend annoyed me, am I just voicing it to them? Am I asking them to not do something? Am I asking my spouse to talk to their parents or my mother-in-law isn't annoying? Once you have to spend a little bit of time figuring out what is it exactly you're trying to get to achieve, doing that is an intellectual exercise, and that intellectual exercise takes you into the realm of thinking and away a bit from the realm of emotion and should allow you to have a little, be a little less stirred up and therefore be a little more productive in the uh, presentation of the sandwich with, a, with just maybe a very light smear of mayo. Is the key to affecting change in your interpersonal relationships making sandwich mm, sandwiches maybe on a less frequent basis? Oh, absolutely. You can't. This is not a sandwich you can present and expect someone to eat on a regular basis. This is a delicacy you should save for special occasions. How many sandwiches are you making a week? <laughs> um, well, I mean, truly, I would maybe one. And even then, um, if you come at some. How long have you been single? Sorry, what? <laughs> it's just a joke. Go ahead. I just didn't hear you. Um, but I'm just saying, like, maybe one. Okay. Because, 
because the, uh, because you have to choose your battles. When you're in a relationship, you can't just you know come at the person with constant complaints. It will make them defensive. It would push them away. It would make you sound very very negative. So you really have to choose your battles. So that you, when you are bringing something up, it's clear it's important because you don't typically do that. I have a friend who likes to form relationships at work by making food. She bakes. But can you make a complaint sandwich that's going to work in the um, employment scenario you're in? You can use it in every possible scenario. So, for example, in the, in the employment scenario, you can say to a colleague, you know, look, I usually like working with you, but the other day when you gave that presentation, you didn't mention me, and we worked on that together. So that would be the first two layers. And then mm-hmm. you can say, so I would like you to write an email to the boss being clear that I participated in that presentation. So it, in That sounds like scenario, you put two pieces of meat on that sandwich. I'm waiting for the other piece of bread because it's an open face. Yeah, well, I I would like you to write an email to the boss so that you can indicate that we worked on that together because I really want to continue having a good working relationship with you. It would be, you know, another piece of bread that you put on. Um, But this is actually an illustration of what I'm saying. You you can't just blurt out. Even I, and I've done so many of these, you need to spend a little bit of time thinking through what those layers are, the slices of bread, the meat in the middle, how to present it most effectively. That is also the step that takes you away from the big emotionality of it. But you do have to think it through. It's not that simple. Do you think people recognize you're making a complaint sandwich when you're delivering it like that? Um, A spouse will recognize it within the first syllable. Uh Uh-huh. You know, you can't say, look, I want to talk to you about something. Anytime it's I want to talk to you about something, everyone who's in a relationship goes, oh, what now? Um, so that they, it will be clear, but that's the point. When you start any kind of complaint, the person will get defensive. But that first positive statement should lower their defenses at least somewhat and open their ears to what is about to happen or what you're about to say next. But, yeah, people, people are not stupid. They'll, they'll glom onto it, but they will have an emotional reaction which will allow them to respond in a much more positive way. We are wired to respond in certain ways. You know, you said you make one complaint sandwich a week, and I asked you, and this is what you didn't hear if you were single, as a, as a joke. But really, um, if you become skilled at, at delivering your complaint in an effective way, which you like to call the complaint sandwich so people understand how to deliver it, it's kind of a visual so that you can work on, on the way you form your complaint and deliver your complaint. It, will you eventually whittle it down to like maybe one sandwich a week, maybe once a month. Do you find that people you work with, because you're a psychologist, actually end up seeing that this tactic works? So first of all, that was a funny joke. I'm sorry I missed it. That's okay. Um, um, I I do find that, um, first of all, when people come to see me, they have lots of complaints and they've probably been sitting on them for a while, so they probably have a whole bag full that they can be pulling out. But even then, I would say, let's prioritize what's important. You can't just, you know, again, people, it's a confrontation and you're telling somebody they did something wrong. In in relationships, we want our roughly our ratio of negative to positive and neutral statements to be an 80-20 of positive and neutral to 20% negative or directive in a way. So you, you really have to monitor how many complaints you're voicing. And by the way, doing a drive-by muttering of oh, the towels are on the floor again, but I didn't complain. Yes, you did. <laughs> so you, you have to be sensitive to all the mass of your verbalizations to your spouse. And, and you want to try and keep a really a really strong ratio to positive because then they're much more open. Why do you think people do that, doctor? I want to break in just for a second here. Why do you think people mutter under their breath? 
Look, first of all, people mutter under their breath to their spouse because they do think it's an unofficial form of complaining. In other words, it doesn't count if I'm muttering it. But it's also a passive-aggressive move because you're not saying, let's have a discussion about something. You're just like muttering a, a, a demerit. In fact, you're issuing somebody a demerit or a failed grade. You're putting an F on them as you walk by. They don't even have a chance to respond. So there's a little bit of a passive-aggressiveness in it. But it's also very depowering. De- and when you actually pause and say, look, your towel's on the floor again. Can we talk about that for a minute? You usually are considerate, blah, blah, blah. And you do the sandwich. And they respond positively. There's something very empowering about that. So part of the idea about complaining effectively is we can really use it as a tool, if we use it wisely and correctly, as a tool to feel empowered in the world, to actually have an impact, to actually change things. When you go and do the drive-by muttering, you're feeling depowered and victimized, as if I can never have an impact. All I can do is mutter helplessly about everything that's wrong in the world. And that's a very bad emotional, psychological state to be in, because you feel victimized, you feel powerless. Not good for us. All right. Well, you, you talk about the recipient and them responding positively to the complaint sandwich. Do you find that building these complaint sandwiches that start off with a positive, then there's the plaint, complaint is the meat and end with a positive, have actually illuminated to people, well, my relationship problems aren't as big as I thought, because you're actually reinforcing a positive message to yourself while you build this sandwich as well. That's a great, great point. And I often point it out to people. I say, if you make a list of all the complaints you have, and then choose which ones are really meaningful, the ones you really, really would like to address, and you let all the others go, then suddenly from getting an F, their spouse is getting a B. In other words, they're not the big failure they thought. Because if they each, if, let's say they leave towels on the floor, I don't know why I'm thinking about that all the time. But I think you have a problem with your, your spouse with the towels on the floor if you're not let's, single. But let's, let's, keep, let's keep me aside. But let's say... <laughs> Let's say we're, we're, you know, there's towels on the floor on a daily basis. It feels like, oh, that person is failing all the time. But it's just one small thing. They're not failing all the time. There are mm-hmm. all other ways in which they're succeeding. A famous example is you send your spouse to the, to the grocery store with a list of 50 items. If they forget two and you lose your cool and start yelling at them, that's, that, that's two out of 50. That's a 96 out of 100. That's an A minus. Hey, hey, leave my relationship out of it, doctor. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you do that... It, it's a bit intense. It's, it's a good way to get perspective. And if you're going to do a list of all the complaints, you must, must, must make a counter list of all the things they do right and well. And you will really get perspective if you do that because you'll realize most of the complaints are small and insignificant. And a lot of the things they do well are actually really meaningful. It'll, it'll correct the balance in your own head and your perception and your sensitivity to the small things. And it'll be a really good thing to do. Listen, doctor, I've had a lot of fun having you on. You're a great support, sport, and you're also a great support. I think there's a lot of people in their car listening to this, and I am playing around a little bit, but I think it's an important message that you uh, bring about. If there is a complaint, sometimes it's a valid complaint, but your delivery method has to be one that's going to rectify whatever you're complaining about and bring about a bit of positive change so that you can strengthen your relationship. And I think you've just been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you for having me. Have a great afternoon. Cheers. That's Dr. Guy Winch. He's a psychologist and uh, speaker and author of a book called The Squeaky Wheel that you might want to invest in.